You're listening to a 4x4 Radio Network podcast. That's it. Bring it in. Bring it in. Almost there. Okay. Hold it. All right, people. Let's get them hooked up. All right. Get ready to go. Hope you got a permit. We've just hooked you up with a big load of midweek XJ Talk Show. Well, as promised, we are going to be doing more interviews. And uh, actually, uh, Gene uh, uh, contacted me about doing an interview. And uh, I'm, I'm more than happy to do it, especially on this subject. Now, many of you know uh, about the uh, Willys Jeep that uh, the military used in World War II. But did you know that there was actually other Jeeps between the Willys? And the XJ made in uh, 1984, there, there really was. I'm not kidding you. And uh, this one is actually a, a J3000 Gladiator. And uh, Gene, and of course, you know him on the forum as 65 Jeep Truck. Uh, that's uh, xjtalk.com. If you don't know uh, that, gee, I guess you just started listening to us. Gene, welcome to the uh, interview. I appreciate you being here tonight. Thanks. It's uh, good to be here. Well, and also, too, I, I appreciate you using that crowbar to get me on here so we could uh, talk about this. I, I love talking about Jeeps. I, I love talking about talking to people about Jeeps. But, my gosh, I, I, I just sometimes I get so busy with other things that uh, uh, people have to hit me over the head. So thank you much, very much for doing that. Oh, no problem. I understand. Things come up. So tell me about your Jeep. Now, uh, in, the, uh, in the, the pre-conversation, I found out this is the only Jeep that you've ever owned. Yeah, it's the only Jeep I've ever owned. Um, I did some light wheeling with a 93 Toyota SR5 that I'd picked up. And uh, I've always been into off-roading and camping. I've been riding dirt bikes since I was six. And uh, I got my fiance on a dirt bike once, and she wrecked. Uh, There were no injuries, thankfully. But uh, she was not too fond of dirt biking afterwards. I was going to say no physical injuries, but uh, the mental injuries, I'm sure, yeah. were, were uh, there for a long time. Yeah. But I noticed that she uh, liked tootling around in the dunes and whatnot in my Toyota. So uh, I still had the old thing back there. I hadn't started it in over two years, and I started it up. I couldn't get it to pass smog because of the dreadful California emissions. So I sold that thing, and... Uh, I was gonna. I was actually looking at picking up a uh, a Wrangler or an XJ. When a uh, buddy of my dad's had this just rotting away in his backyard, and I was like, you know what? That's it. That's what I'm doing. How much does he want for it? I'm gonna rebuild it. And uh, I paid the 500 bucks for it. It uh, had an engine in it. Had an engine in the back. Got it home and been working on it ever since basically every night now when you say you got it home you didn't start it and drive it home you you towed it or uh flatbed towed it to, to your house i would assume yeah no I, I flatbed towed it to my to my house the uh tires were completely shot mm-hmm. um the leaf springs on it were hilarious they were actually bowed in the opposite direction yeah um so there was no real really driving it but uh I got it home, and the first thing I started doing was just tearing apart the drivetrain. Um, I took the axles off. I took the drive shafts off. I rebuilt the axles completely, um, sanded, uh, buffed them down, repainted them. Um, I bought a suspension lift um, springs all the way around four inches from a uh, supplier called Hell Creek Suspension. Mm-hmm. Um, that's um, 
does a four inch lift for him. All their stuff's made in the USA, so that's why I went with them. Um, got the drivetrain ready, and then it was time to go onto the engine. And I was gonna completely break it down and rebuild it. And then uh, I had a bright idea to check the compression and all the cylinders. And wouldn't you know, every single com- every single cylinder, the compression was great. So poured some Marvel Mystery oil down the, the cylinders, changed the oil, let it sit for a few days, and then. Rebuilt the carburetor and cranked it over. Poured some, uh, sprayed some starter fluid in it, cranked it over, and it cranked right up. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> Any idea how long it had uh, been, but since it last ran, um, thirty-two and a half years. <laughs> oh my goodness! And it just cranked right up. So you haven't done anything to the engine since then. Um, I've pulled it off. It had this little two-barrel carburetor on it that uh. I couldn't even buy a rebuild kit for it because they don't make the rebuild kits for these things anymore. But the engine that was in the back by some miraculous, the grace of God had a four barrel intake manifold on it. Ah, yes. Four barrels. Yes. So I, I took that thing off. I cleaned it up and I took the two barrel manifold off and put that thing on there and picked up a, an Edelbrock for dirt cheap at a, uh, a swap meet put that thing on there and that's basically all I've done to the engine. Well, I've done, I, I replaced the uh, points and contacts in the distributor and um, it's all still mechanical. I have sure. wires and spark plugs and fluids and uh, made sure that the radiator was good. I've got it flushed and all that good junk. Mm-hmm. So uh, have you considered going uh, with fuel injection? I have, but um. I don't know if it's worth the money to me because uh, I've I've spoken with a, f- a few different people and spoken with a few different companies and I feel like with just the off road kit on the Edelbrock that I have mm-hmm. I can get about the same performance out of it um, and since it's not my daily driver I'm not too concerned oh, with yeah. the economy sure so if it's just going to be my mountain truck four wheel drive truck I don't care if I'm getting eight miles to the gallon. Oh, no, I, I agree. I was just thinking about the off-camber stuff. Uh, I know that, uh, at least I've read and heard, that uh, when you start getting too far at an angle, the uh, the uh, carburetors have a problem uh, keeping the gas flow, the fuel flow to the engine. But if I understood you correctly, if I understood what the off-road kit was, I suspect that's what that does. Yeah, the off-road kit is going to offer me, um, it, it replaces the jets and you uh, bend the floats a little bit more um, toward the downward position. And, uh, it's not going to completely get rid of that, but, um, from the people I've talked to and, uh, and the companies that I've called, they, they said that it'll basically get rid of any of the, the bogging down or the stalling issues that I would run into, um, with the, uh, carburetor. And if, and at the end of the day, if it does give me problems, um, since it's a 1965 Jeep truck. I don't have to worry about smog in California because right. anything, yeah, anything, anything older than 76, you don't have to smog. So if it comes down to that, I'll just get a full on off-road carburetor. That's not even street legal. Cause how are they going to know? Exactly. So, uh, I, I like this aspect. You're driving a 65. So it's basically F U California. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> you, you'll actually get a kick out of this cause I, I'm actually from Texas. So I, I, I cannot stand a lot of the things here, but 
and and smog being one of them it's just another reason for them to take money out of my pocket that i worked for exactly so any way to stick it to them i'm <laughs> definitely gonna do it yes and that's and that's one of the reasons that one of the reasons i bought this 65 as opposed to just getting a wrangler or one of the xjs is because i can do whatever i want and you can't tell me no and then i stick my tongue out so well be careful because they could pass a law <laughs> take a low profile man but uh when you're drinking beer and talking to your friends tell them exactly what you just said <laughs> so uh now, now what kind of shape was the body in after sitting sitting there was there any body work that you had to do or did you just forego any body work um i actually haven't gotten to that part of the build yet like i said i only bought this thing back in august and um i've got it up and running and i'm driving it around town but there's still quite a few things I need to do to it, but overall the body has four dings in it um, that I can easily work out. Um, I put myself, a little backstory on me, I put myself through school uh, by working in fab shops and the oil fields, so metal work, I love doing it, mm-hmm. and I know how to do it, right. so um, it had a few dings in the body that I can easily work out. And, uh, the interior was in, obviously in pretty rough shape, but, uh, I'm more worried about the mechanical and get it mechanically sound at the moment. Oh, of course. Um, but that other stuff will come with time. Cause I mean, it, I'm not even going to keep the, the bed that's on it. Now I'm probably going to build a new one that's shortened up. So I have a better descent angle, mm-hmm. uh, because it's got that, uh, eight foot bed on it. And I want to shorten it down to six foot right behind the rear shot. Uh, the shackles of the rear leaf springs so that I can have a better descent angle coming off of, uh, you know, ledges and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Now I saw something recently, uh, on extreme four by four. I can't remember. It was a military vehicle that, uh, he basically did that to. And what he did was, uh, he, of course he took the bed off and then, uh, shortened the, uh, the frame, but then he, uh, went and cut the, uh, a section out of the, uh, the bed and actually shortened it up and then it, and then stitched the uh, the end of the bed back to the uh, the part that he had cut off back to the the remainder portion of the, uh, the the truck bed and it really turned out nice same thing that you were talking about to get a better uh, um, uh, ascent angle isn't it yeah yeah so and, go ahead so uh, I don't know if that's something uh, it, they did did they make uh, these vehicles with a short uh, a short uh, short bed Yes, they did. They actually oh, made okay. them with a shorter bed, and they actually made them with a thrift side, which is just we know as a step side. Right. And uh, the first thing I wanted to do when I got the truck is one of the first things I said I was going to do is uh, cut basically and stitch the bed together and maybe think about making a thrift side to it. And my fiance promptly told me, no, you're not going to because that's the original bed and you're not going to screw up an original truck. <laughs> Because her dad, uh, her dad uh, rebuilds old old school muscle cars, mm-hmm. and she said that I'm not going to taint an original trunk, uh, an original. Um, so to appease her, I'm going to keep the bed, an original bed. I'm just going to take it off, and then I'm going to make a whole new bed out of just different metal. And then if I ever want to go back to that original, original look, I'll just put that bed back on there. Well, will you be able to do that with the frame shortened? I've actually looked at it. The mounts for the uh, backside of the truck are right over the rear shackles, so it will be able to bolt right back on, no problem. Hmm. 
Well, I, I guess so. Uh, I thought maybe the direction you were going uh, might go would be to get a find a six foot bed, but I guess those would be pretty rare right now. Um, I've I've been looking for a parts truck for since I basically bought my truck. I've been looking for a parts truck, and the ones that I have found are either a completely just rusted out, right, or they want six thousand dollars for a <laughs> yeah, truck that's just i was gonna say 80 demolished. grand come on down we'll sell you this truck for 80 80 grand it's a very rare <laughs> it's got a very fair rare form of uh rust cancer and uh you know yeah uh yeah i thought about that after i was thinking uh 65 is uh is pretty hard to find i had a, a 73 uh, i'm sorry an 83 uh chevrolet pickup and uh, every so often i look on craigslist for a uh, 83 short wheelbase four-wheel drive uh, pickup truck, uh, Silverado pickup. And I, anytime I can find any that looks that they look halfway decent, uh, they, they, same thing. They want, you know, anywhere from $5,000 to $15,000 for the silly thing. And I don't want it, uh, I don't want it, sh- uh, shortened where it's close to the ground. I don't want it, uh, you know, with the, the 15 grand paint job that they've got on it or the, uh, 87 inch rims that they've put on there. I just want a decent truck. It doesn't even have to be drivable. I just, you know, want a good base to start from and, and get back to that same, uh, that same, build the same vehicle that I had, uh, bought new back in 83, but you know, you can't find them. So if I have a trouble finding 83, I'm, I'm sure you have problems finding a, a 65, anything. Yeah, it's a, it's a pain, but, uh, you know, uh, there's a company that specializes in, in my truck, which, which is called a full size, uh, full size Jeep. Right. Um, they also made the Wagoneers, um, and the grand Wagoneers, which are full size Jeeps, but there's a company called BJ's off road and, uh, they specialize in the full size Jeeps and I can get a lot of parts through them and a oh, lot of great. stuff through them. So. I didn't realize that. Uh, so it sounds like a lot like the, uh, the Chevrolet, the GM pickup, uh, site. Um, and I'm, I'm blanking on the name right now. I actually got a, a wiring harness for my headlights uh, from them, uh, LMC, LMC trucks. Uh, so that's neat to know that there's a, an old-timey uh, Jeep site. Do they just do the old vehicles, or do they go uh, further up uh, bes- um, from 65? They actually, they actually do a lot of – they have a lot of stuff on there for the uh, XJs. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if it gets to the newer, like the, the 97 Pluses or not, but right. I know that they, uh, they do a lot of stuff with the XJs as well. Uh, but their main focus is the full-size Jeeps, the old Wagoneers, the old Jeep trucks. Um, and basically, those guys are those guys are great. I email them and say, hey, I'm looking for this. And they tell me, you know, nobody really makes that anymore, but we know something that you can use that'll work the same way. Oh, it has the same look. Nice. Um, so they've been really, really helpful in helping me rebuild this thing. Well, truth be told, whenever I'm uh, also, when I'm looking at the 83 Chevy pickups, and uh, I'm also looking, I, I, I don't ever see them hardly, hardly ever, and, and definitely not in my price range that I'd be willing to pay. But I look for the J10s and the J20s. And uh, I, I'm, I'm hoping that I never find one for 500 bucks because <laughs> <laughs> it'll probably be in my driveway. Uh, I'd, really like to, I'd really like to have a, a Hondo. I, I think I'm saying that correctly. Uh, I think that'd be uh, a lot of fun to have. Uh, it doesn't have to say Honda on it, but that basically that, that model. And uh, I think that would be a lot of fun, especially, um, I mean, I'm kind of with your girlfriend as, as far as not bastardizing a vehicle, especially an older one, but it would really be nice to have, uh, maybe an LS one in there, 
and a, a nice four-speed Muncie or, or whatever they put behind the LS1s these days. And, uh, you know, nice four-wheel drive, uh, pretty good lift on it, and uh, mo- a modern-day engine. Uh, and maybe, uh, uh, maybe do a little something to the uh, suspension to make it uh, more modern-day and uh, have a great off-road and uh, even a daily driver. So, uh, it's, it's funny that you say LS1 because I actually have an LS1 sitting out in front of my house right now. Um, my daily driver is a, a 2000 Trans Am. And uh, my 327 Vigilante, at, I think it's at 2800 or 3400 RPM, is producing 340 foot-pounds of torque. So I can't pass that up for that, that LS1 yeah. that's got that high revving cam in it that I'd have to keep the RPMs up at all time. But yeah, that is it, nice to have the have the torque. Have you ever thought about? Uh, I mean, I, I know we think about a lot of things, so maybe this is just one of those uh, uh, as you as you doze off at night, but uh, maybe sticking a diesel in there because you certainly, I'm I'm sure you have uh, a lot of room in that uh, engine bay. I, I do, and I wanted to, but once again, my my fiance said no. <laughs> um, so so to compromise, I told her, okay, that's fine. Um, I found a. Um, Jeep M715, which is basically my truck, but since it has the M tag, it's a military version. Mm-hmm. And they came with Dana 60s in the front and a Dana 70 in the rear. And I found one and I said, okay, if I don't get to put a diesel Cummings in it, then I'm buying this M715 and I'm going to chop it up as much as I want. And you can't tell me no. There you go. <laughs> I was going to say, if she fall, when she falls asleep, that's when that hand goes goes limp and, and lets go of those testicles and you can do what you want to do. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, that's when I go rummaging through her purse so I can find them. Ah. <laughs> and that's only if she doesn't wear them to bed as earrings. I got you. <laughs> well, uh, let me see. I know there was something else I was going to ask you about this. Oh, yeah, you just mentioned the, the 327. I don't think we actually spoke about the uh, the engine that, uh, that came in here and uh, some of the things that you did to it. Uh, to uh, to get it going, did we, or was that then the the pre show? Oh, uh, that was in the pre show. So tell us a little bit about the three twenty seven. So uh, the three twenty seven is um, just like any other small block out there, except it has many differences. Like uh, the Chevy three twenty seven, which people try to compare it to, is very different. Um, one of the biggest differences is that my distributor, whereas the Chevy, which you probably know, um, rotates clockwise. Uh, mine actually rotates counterclockwise. Um, it produces 340 foot-pounds of torque. I mentioned that, like 280 uh, horsepower. Um, it hadn't been started in 32 and a half years, and I poured some marble mystery oil down it, uh, changed all the wires, checked the compression, new spark plugs, new distributor, and uh, put some starting fluid in it and cranked right up on the second try. Amazing. That had to have been a, a, an amazing moment whenever that happened. I'm sure you had a, a smile uh, and uh, awe on your face when that, uh, when that occurred. Oh, yeah. And, and not only that, that w- it, this was one of the very few times that I got to say, I told you so to my fiance when she uh, was telling <laughs> many, many times that there's no way this engine ever runs again. And <laughs> it started right up and I said, I pointed a finger and told you told you it was going to work. So that was a good pat on the back moment for me. So what did that cost you? 
Uh, I, I only had to sleep outside for three days. He said, if you like it so much, you can sleep in the bed. So, Really? You're not teasing? <laughs> uh, yeah, that's great. So uh, what does she drive, by the way? She drives a great Toyota Corolla. Ah, okay. So you, but so you always wants, have that you can hold over her head. <laughs> but she wants, um, I'm actually in a program to become a clinical lab scientist mm-hmm. and she's in a program to be a nurse practitioner. Um, so you guys will never see each other once, once you get um, to where you're going. <laughs> well, once we get to where we're going, we can, um, I'm, I'm going to work in the lab part of the hospital. She'll work in obviously with patient care, but we'll, we're both going to try and work three twelve, so we'll have four days off to see each other and hang out. Ah, okay, that's good. You got you, you're planning uh, planning well ahead. Yeah. So, um, but her, she actually wants the four door Rubicon. Okay. And that's what she wants, and um, I should probably have her read uh, Jeep Mama's blog because she wants to use it to you know for the family go get the groceries and stuff, but then she wants it to be a a trail wants to be able to take it and crawl through the trails on the weekends. Well, so. you know, that's not a bad idea. And, it, you know, it's great to have a dedicated off-road rig, but a lot of us don't have the room uh, or the oh, finances yeah. to be able to do that sort of thing. So uh, having both uh, really makes things nice. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, the only thing I can tell you, the only, only caution that I can give you is, is if you point over there to uh, uh, Tammy's blog, it, 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 it might encourage her to get the Rubicon that much quicker. <laughs> Oh man, I don't know about that because if, if if she gets the Rubicon quicker, that means I have to sell my Trans Am and start driving her Toyota. Oh and yeah, I, there I, you I, go. I, I don't know. I can't really. I can't really part with my Trans Am yet. <laughs> oh man, that would be uh, that would be rough. So uh, I, I know this is a bit of a, a, a side uh, a side trail rabbit hole, wherever you want to call it. But uh, what have you done to the Trans Am? Um. You know, for the most part, it's completely stock. Um, it, it's got the cold air intake. It's got a catback Flowmaster on it. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got it chipped, but for the most part, California really limits what I'm allowed to do to my car. Even oh, though I forgot about that. Even though it's my car. When, I, when I, are you moving to Texas? <laughs> when, when am I moving back to Texas? Exactly. Where, uh, my my sister lives and everything. Oh. <laughs> is your is your girl a California girl? Is that what the problem is? Uh, problem is well my immediate family lives here too besides my older sister and um the programs that we're in are here but uh once we get through the programs i'm I'm working on her but i think that she uh she won't move to texas but i've at least got her convinced to move to colorado oh that would be a pretty state although they're uh, they're pretty liberal out there too yeah it's it's an unfortunate unfortunate what, but it's the deal, not what's the deal with liberals controlling the the most beautiful picturesque be, best off-roading places in the united states i i, I don't understand that uh, you got me i'm amazed that you can still go off-road in those states frankly oh they try and shut it down more and more and more every day yeah you uh i mean even in the desert they find ways to shut things down you're bruising bruising the sand damn it <laughs> yeah, well, no. My my favorite one is the the desert tortoise. Yeah, there's a there's an animal somewhere that's got, get mashed and, or scared or needs therapy, and you can't <laughs> you can't uh, off road there anymore. I know. So, my oh, my favorite though is that they they build these fences and they take the desert tortoise and they put it inside the fence in in the fence to protect them, and then uh, all the crows come 
and sit on the fence line and use it as a free buffet. Of course. So they just go and they flip over the tortoise and they eat the tortoise. So and then then that's our fault too. Well, we wouldn't have had to put them in the cage if it wasn't for you. <sighs> well, we weren't running them over to begin with. You're the one letting them get eaten by crows. Exactly. <laughs> well, it's just like those uh those wind turbines they put up and. Uh, I predicted that if they put a bunch of them out there in the water, that uh, it was going to change the uh, the fish population around those uh, <laughs> around those big windmills as the birds struck the the blades and uh, hit the water, and then the the crabs and the fish and everything come there to eat. So fishing <laughs> will increase around those big blades, uh, those big wind towers. So uh, let's get back to the to the uh, the gladiator. Uh, now you said the the at least uh, either the pre show or the pre interview or the interview that the, uh, the tires were rotted away, so you actually had to trailer it back to uh, to your uh, residence before you started working on it. What tires did you put on there? Did you go with stock, or did you go with something bigger? Well, right now, I uh, to save a little bit of money and put more money into the mechanical and making sure I've gone everything with a fine-tooth comb, mm-hmm. I, right now I'm running 32s uh, by 9.5s on the uh, stock wheels. Um, I'm going to upgrade here pretty soon to 33s by 12 and a halfs, but in order to do that, I need to get, uh, new wheels as well with a better, um, uh, what do they call it? Offset. Offset? Yeah. Yeah. Um, to cl- be able to clear, um, my rear leaf springs, especially. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I'm waiting, I'm waiting a little bit more before I invest that heavily into tires and wheels because, what I did with the tires, I just found somebody, um, a shop that sells used tires, and I picked all four tires up for like, I think, 150 bucks. Oh, that's great. So just so I can drive it around and just, you know, get a feel for, you know, what's that rattle or what's this, you know? Mm-hmm. So uh, now I know with the, the, the Cherokees, uh, with the, the, the stock um, drive shafts, you really don't want to go larger than a 33-inch tire. What kind of limitations are you looking at on uh, this uh, J3000? Um, actually, I, I'm from the research I've done, you can run 35s on it pretty much no problem. I mean, it's yeah. got a Dana 44 front, both front and back. Um, the Dana 20 transfer case is all gears, no chain. Oh, very nice. Um, the, the drive shafts, um, the front one, when I put the lift on, as soon as I b- bolted up the front drive shaft, I knew um, that it wasn't going to work. But I went ahead and did it anyways, and I went on a little little trail just to see, it, just you know, just because I, I had to, I had to get it on some dirt because I had been itching to. Sure. Um, uh, snapped the front drive uh, drive shaft because it was too short. Uh, after I put the four inch lift on it, um, because it's a uh, I forget what it's called, but the uh, shaft actually telescopes in the middle. Uh, slip that Yeah. So uh, it, uh, I, I knew that when I hooked it up, it only had about, once it was bolted in, it probably had maybe an, an eighth of an inch down travel. So I, I knew that it wouldn't last long. So I'm actually going to upgrade the front drive shaft to a Tom Wood that I'm going to get off BJ's off-road. That's, they're going to custom build the link for me and everything. So I, I think maybe it's not a slip yoke. It's certainly a slip. I think the slip yoke is actually the part that goes into the yoke and slides back and forth. Yeah. The double it, it, the double cardigan uh, that uh, those those deals they put the slip in the middle of the drive shaft and, and I don't know what that's called either. <laughs> yeah, I 
it, there's it, it's funny uh there's a lot of stuff that i work on on this truck that's uh old school technology and there's terminology that i don't know i mean working on my trans am i know a bunch of that terminology but this stuff is like wow that's i've never seen it i've never seen it that way but it works really well so excellent so uh long-term plans you're uh, talking about shorting up the uh, the bed so you can have a a better ascent angle on it and uh, perhaps uh, updating the uh, carburetor a little bit. So uh, when you're off camber, you uh, don't starve, fuel starve the engine. Um, what else? I mean, uh, did you do anything with, uh, well, you said you had a CAC back system on this. Is it a, a single or a dual? Um, right now I actually, it has no cat. The cat back system was on my uh, Trans Am. So this has no catalytic converter, but right now it's running. Um, it's, I don't understand why they did this assign, but I'm going to um, design and weld my own um, headers and exhaust system because the uh, the driver's side exhaust manifold, um, it comes off and then it wraps around the front of the engine and then goes <laughs> into a Y-pipe on the right side into a single exhaust. And I... I was very confused when I looked at it. I've never seen an exhaust, exhaust manifold wrap around the front of the engine. I've n- never seen that. Uh, that ought to get really uh, help the engine stay warm during those California winters. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. Because <laughs> here in the valley, we get so cold. So uh, <laughs> to me, it sounds like a, uh, a, a desire for a turbo <laughs> to, be, to be on that engine. <laughs> um, my actual plans for... Uh, the extra engine that just came in the bed of the truck for free. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to go through it and rebuild it and I'm going to get a pressure carburetor and I'm going to fab a turbo system put on there. Okay. Well, but that's um, way down the road. So, uh, do I, I would, well, I guess that the, the, having the, the, the exhaust system come in front of the engine is stock. So it might be kind of difficult for you to find a, uh, aftermarket. Well, maybe not. Maybe they do make aftermarket, uh, standard uh, headers uh, for that thing that actually uh, point, act- point both they act- backwards. They actually do not. You're so, kidding uh, me. Nope. My they, goodness. The aftermarket parts for this engine are absolutely non-existent. Well, even BJ's, BJ's didn't have any answers for you? Yeah, they said they, it doesn't exist. <laughs> um, oh, no. <laughs> they said the closest you can get is this engine was offered in a marine as a marine engine called the Fireball up until like 84 and they said that would be your best option to try and find something. Oh gee. But instead of doing that what I'm going to do is uh the uh engine that I have sitting in my garage it has the exhaust manifold so what I'm going to do is um I'm just going to basically clip the pipes off of that and clean it up as best I can and just completely fab headers for it myself. Um, I'm going to, uh, so that I have the template there that bolts up. Oh yeah. And that makes so sense. the, uh, and so the gasket still works and then I'm going to just fab the pipes off of there and make a jig out of, uh, uh, basically put some PVC pipe in there and bend it all and get it, get it set and then make a jig off of that and then, uh, weld up, new pipes so i have to ask this question i know you're you're living in california uh and and you have to be careful about exhaust and things so this new header uh system that is not available uh from any third market third party certainly wasn't stock have you uh received the approval from your girlfriend yet to build these uh, non-standard headers yes she (laughs) lets me she will let me do that 
uh, setting you up there. You didn't think I was going to go there, did you? <laughs> oh, well, Gene, hey, I really appreciate it. Uh, I uh, uh, Was there anything else that you wanted to throw out there about the uh, the Jeep? Anything that's upcoming? Uh, uh, that uh, Any big changes that you're going to be doing uh, that uh, before we wrap up? Um, no, I, I mean, I, like I said, uh, like I told you in the pre-show, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about getting it out there and maybe letting some other people give me some ideas on what I should do. But overall, I think, uh, the next big step for me is to, uh, I'm going to add, um, an AC system and heater system because she won't ride in the truck in oh. our 104 yeah. degree summers. My goodness. No heater. I'm, I'm a little surprised it doesn't have a heater in it. It, it does. Um, it does have a heater, but it doesn't have AC. And the system that I'm going to buy is I'm just going to go ahead and replace it all. Sure. Um, I'm going to go ahead and do that. And then I'm, the next step is wheels and tires. And on the front, I'm going to get some new shackles. Um, give it a little bit more of a boost in the front end because uh, I didn't realize when I was buying the uh, lift kit when he asked me if it was a J3000 or 2000, he was going to give me a, uh, a, uh, towing spring. That's like the size of a, the thickness of a Bible. And that thing is huge on the back end. So the back end sits about a inch or two higher. Oh, okay. So you're going to level it out. So I'm going to level out the front end and, uh, that'll actually give me a little bit more room to fit the 35s underneath there. Oh, yeah, that'll be well. good. That'll be very good. So, uh, any plans for a roll bar and maybe some, uh, uh, light or lights across the top? I guess you'd have to go with some, uh, some round lights uh, on this model. Cause it kind of might, might look a little funny with a, uh, an led light bar. Well, I, I actually, uh, came up with a design on the led light bar. Um, I, don't know uh, which pictures you're looking at. I mean, I, I could send you, I have a bunch of pictures of mine and you can look at them some other time, but uh, it has what it's, it looks like to me, I call it a baseball cap, but over the front of the windshield, it has this visor that comes out mm-hmm. and uh, I have about five inches of room in between that and the, uh, the windshield. So what I was planning on doing is mounting, fabbing some brackets and mounting it up in there. And then flipping it out when I want to use it, and then flipping it back up inside when I don't want to use it. Gotcha. Well, that wouldn't. Uh, yeah, it, it, actually, I see what you're talking about because uh, an LED light bar would would uh, fit in there and wouldn't take away from uh, the the overall looks of the vehicle. I still like the idea of a roll bar with some nice big ass KCs or yeah, any round I, I, lights. You know, from from the period, uh, it would be uh, it would look kind of cool. But oh my gosh, just, so much more light from the LED uh, light bars. Well, I wanted to do that just because the redneck in me wanted to put the roll bar in the bed and the yes. giant KC lights. But once again, uh, the fiance. <laughs> <laughs> she's, you know, I can tell you, she's really going to enjoy this interview. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Why did you have to mention me so much? I, you, you act like I can't do nothing because I mean, you have to have my permission and, and you're going to be going, well, that's the way it is, honey. But you're going to be thinking that in your head and not actually saying it because that will be get you in even further trouble. Well, here's my get off uh, gel free card. Um, no, I understand where she's coming from. She makes a lot of good points. <laughs> of it's, course, um, she does. She she wants to wants me to keep the truck original, and I completely understand that. It's a five hundred dollar truck. Come on, <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to be a show truck. Yeah, I know, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're exactly where I am on this. I know you are. 
<laughs> so anyway, I'm going to leave you alone. I think I've got you in enough trouble. Gene, I really appreciate it. Lots of fun uh, talking with you again. Uh, thanks for staying on my butt about getting over here and uh, getting in front of the microphone and recording this. And uh, by the way, by the way, guys, it's uh, 2.28 in the morning here in Houston. And then I guess that makes it about uh, midnight 30 where you are, isn't it, Gene? Yeah. That's correct. Well, thanks a lot for, for sticking in there with me and uh, doing this interview. I bet you a lot of people are going to enjoy this, and they're especially going to be just amazed that there were Jeeps before uh, 1998, which is the year of my Jeep, and it's red. Oh, is, is your Jeep red? You got any plans to make it red if it's not red? No, um, <laughs> it's not red. <laughs> That's the wrong they, answer. <laughs> they didn't offer red except for the uh, M715s that I was telling you about earlier. A few of them came in red when they were for the uh, fire department. Ah, now see, the fire, par- fire but, department knew what they were doing. But mine is a uh, called spruce tip green. It's kind of a mint green. But I'm planning on going um, either army green with it or oh, I'm going nice. to go a deep emerald green. Yeah, army green would be pretty cool, especially uh, uh, digital camo would be really cool, but not of the time period, unfortunately. Yeah. All right, Gene. Well, thanks a lot. And uh, if you guys would like to see some pictures of uh, Gene's uh, J3000 uh, Jeep truck, uh, you need to uh, berate him and give him a hard time on xjtalk.com, which he is a member. And as I mentioned before, that's uh, 65 Jeep truck on xjtalk.com. He has not started a build thread. And I'm I'm assuming that he's going to have permission from his girlfriend before he does. But uh, (laughs) he he told me that if you... He's going to kill me. (laughs) If you guys, if you guys uh, are interested in uh, having a uh, uh, this uh, the sixty five Jeep build thread up on xjtalk.com to send uh, sixty five Jeep trucks some PMs and remind him that he said he would do that. I'm sorry, remind him that he was going to get permission from his girlfriend to put this 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 this, this build thread up. But I know for one, I'd really like to see it. I uh, uh, as I said. Uh, I kind of comb through Craigslist from time to time, looking at the J J10s and J20s. I guess I'll add the J3000 to it now. Uh, but uh, I kind of get the feeling if I can't find a J10 or a J20, I won't be able to find a J3000 either. You can. Uh, well, the J3000. There, there's actually a few different models. There's a J3000, J2000, a J300, and J200. My the 65 was the first year that they changed the badges over to 3000, over the 300. So you got about a 10 year period of my truck man there ought to be something the out there 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 has to be something out there i don't need i don't need another jeep and i especially don't need a jeep that gets eight miles to the gallon oh sure you do <laughs> i agree but this but then again i disagree <laughs> the no, pra- you, practical tony says no unpractical tony says man that would be cool <laughs> practical tony's wrong <laughs> <laughs> all right well i'm not going to make any more girlfriend jokes uh, so, uh, again, thanks a lot, Gene. I really appreciate it. And, uh, good interview. Thank you very much. No problem. You have a good night. The four by four radio network. <laughs>